Welcome back in to the great show on a Thursday morning. Cinco de Mayo. Margarita's on me. That's James Butler. Uh, I'll now. Be careful. That's fine. That's cool. You like you like Mexican food? Not really. But you like margaritas. I, I love margaritas. Man. Too much. Too much sugar for me. I can't. It is. Right. Too much. You're right. It is. But but I if mean, you're in that mode, they're perfect. You know, there are a number of establishments in Lafayette that make pretty strong margaritas. That I know that for a fact. You <laughs> I know that for a fact. Uh, that is James Butler. He's in um, for two segments here this hour, and then uh, and then he's got to take off and recording this a little early because James had to be somewhere on the job. You know, the the being a state trooper like James is, you kind of like always on call, pretty much. Yeah, pretty. No much. matter what. Yeah. Like yep. you could just be asleep thinking, man, I'm about to have. Two days off, and then boom. Yep, we need you. That's exactly how it happens. That's hey man, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work, and I appreciate it. I, I wanted I want to maybe get one or two jobs before we we let you go this morning, but you're wearing a, a, a t-shirt. What's that? Rain Wilson. That's his character from The Office. Dwight Schrute, man. Dwight. See, you're about to be mad at me. Why? Don't tell me you never, Scott. <laughs> please do not sit up here and tell me. You have not watched The Office. Haven't watched The Office. I hate to sound like I know. I know. Just I will preface this by saying I know how lame it's going to sound when I say what I'm about to say. Go ahead. I'm listening. I have watched the British version of The Office. Listen, man. I have not watched the American version. Now it's not because I don't want to. I do actually because my friends have seen it. They're like it's great, but it kind of happened, and I wasn't in it in the moment. Like I don't have. Peacock without the ads and all. Like at this point, but it was on Netflix for a while. I know, but I just, I, just, I didn't. It seems like a, it's something that I really want to watch. But now I feel like it'd be something that now I'd look at my and be like, look, it might take us a year or two, but like every now and then at night when we have a chance, let's watch an episode. Let's do it. Yeah. And I feel like we would enjoy it a lot. But now it's not on Netflix anymore, and I, I'm not saying I'm never going to do it. But at this point in my life, I don't know when, and I, I kind of feel. I don't know. I feel like I missed out on it, man. You definitely. Well, People reference it all the time. Well, to be fair, I uh, I maybe caught it on Netflix maybe like four or five years ago. And and, and the, the way I caught it is I would see it on TV in, in like in passing. And I was like, oh, that's funny. So one day I was bored and I seen it on Netflix. I said, let me give this a try. And one of the best decisions, man. You won't be disappointed. I'll definitely tell you that. I got it. One, one, one day. I just... I don't know if I'm ever going to pay the ten dollars a month for, because if if you if I make the decision like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna start watching it, I can't have the 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 five dollar monthly Peacock with all the commercials. I can't be watching it with commercials. Yeah. That would just take too long. No, I need that, but I, I don't want to spend the money right now. I got it's, I got other shows it. I'm watching. It's worth it. What shows? Ozark. Haven't started that yet. I was mad at Dan Patrick yesterday. He started talking about like the finale. He's like, no spoilers, but I'm like, no, 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 no. turn it down. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten to do that. I'm uh, what have I been watching? A ton of time. I watch 
it, it, it isn't currently airing, but I've been watching the uh, the second season of uh, Godfather of Harlem. That's a good one. You ever seen that one? Forrest Whitaker? No, it's yeah, on, it's I, I on have Epics. Watched it. You've watched it? I have watched it. It's I think good. the last... I got like four episodes left in season two. So they got, you know, yeah. old stuff from the 60s. You got Mafia. You got Malcolm yeah. X. got a lot mm-hmm. of... Historical, some accurate, some not so accurate, but it's a good show. Bumpy Johnson, right? Bumpy that's Johnson, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ellsworth, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, man, that's a good one. So I mean, I'm enjoying that, but uh, when I have time to watch a show, maybe at night when they're all down. But I, The Office is something that I I know I know everybody because you there's there's some things in life, James. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that, and then it's what? Yeah, you yeah. haven't what, what? Listen, I've been trying to convince my mom. For the longest time really? to watch it. And she's like, my youngest sister, Jada, she's like on board with me. She loves it. Okay. But my mom and my oldest sister are like, this is way too, I'm not about this shit. They don't have like, that kind of sense no, of humor? They, but but man, it's amazing because the thing about it too that people don't realize, I think the storyline within itself, within the comedy doesn't get enough credit as well. You know, because I'm not going to tell you too much, but the, the very last episode, it's... It's, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. The, the only like sort of, and I know it's not a sitcom. It was the new age comedy of you know a documentary, but not real a real documentary like that style that Modern Family did and stuff like that. Um, you know, Friends was kind of a phenomenon. I've seen every one of those after they all aired. My wife, when we first got together, she's like, "Oh, you got to watch it," and I enjoyed it. And I feel like The Office was it, – it started after Friends, a couple years after Friends, but I felt like it was that next huge man. It, first season or two, it kind of had a small following, and then by season three, it was it just blew up. Yeah. It was just everywhere. It's amazing, man. All right, I'm going to have to check it out. All right, enough of this. Tyron Matthew. I mean, Grew don't tell me you him, weren't excited, man. Grew up with him, man. Grew up with him. That's a huge well. get for the Saints. Yeah, man. So you like, say you know him. Like, you say you yeah. grew up with him. What's your relationship like with Honey Badger? Well, we grew up together in New Orleans East. We went to elementary school together. We played park ball together. Uh, of course, we don't keep in constant contact today, but I'm pretty sure if I seen him, yeah. we acknowledge each other because we, we know each other very well. So when um, when he was playing ball as a young kid in New Orleans East, mm-hmm. like all sports, was he just – Short Dude, but better than everybody. Listen, I wish I could call my mom because my, you know, my mom. We can if you want. Goes, I mean, just, goes, we could, we could, we could just cold no, she, call her. She, she's definitely gonna be like upset. She's gonna be upset. I, Dude, that would be so. Oh, we should try it. We should just try to let's cold do it. Let's call do it. Let's do it. Let's do. We should. We should try that later. We All right, we'll try it during the break. And then try it during the break. And then ask her like, and when we do that, ask her about the time at the thing because she, we we talked about it not too long ago, and she goes. I remember this kid. Like this kid was easily like the best at- the best athlete in the park, but the smallest kid in the park. So it was no surprise that he did what he did because he the best in football, the best in baseball, the best in basketball, and all these things. And he he went to LSU and did his thing and went to the NFL. So it was no surprise to someone like me who's seen it. Kid, you know, five nine, one hundred and seventy four pounds. Yep. Like, that's his football weight. James, that's like basically my size now, you know, more muscle on his frame. <laughs> I get it. and he's. But my point is, like, I mean, look at me. I mean, next to you, I, I look like the Danny DeVito to the Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Twins movie. I mean, I'm just, I'm not, 
Tyron Matthew, at that size, to do what he's done, to last as long as he has, to be on an all-decades team, to be an all-pro, to overcome the -the off-the-field stuff at LSU that happened and then turn himself into the professional he is, to have early in his career talk about, man, it was good for me. I needed to get out of New Orleans. I needed to get out of the area and now come back as a, you know, he's going to be 30. It's not like he said, you act like that's old. I'm still in my prime is what he said. But to come back as sort of a grown man and – embrace man I've always wanted to be here to do it at this stage in his life it you hope that the story ends uh with the perfect ending because it's I said this this week the New Orleans angle and and LSU fans love that angle all that stuff and St. Aug that's just the icing on the cake that's the icing the cake is the fit and let me tell you something this isn't one of those Man, I I saw that cake in the checkout line. I thought it'd be good. It was just a bunch of icing and it was kind of right. dry. No, yeah, this is this cake is moist, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fit yeah. is it's 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 perfect. It's what Dennis Allen wants. He loves to have DBs and safeties that are versatile, um, leader. All that. The 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 side story is the icing. The fit yep. is the cake. And coming off of that draft, they really needed another safety, and they happened to get the best one that was on the market still. Yeah, and if you'd have told me after losing Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, that seemingly it's like it would be an upgrade to the position. Like, I don't know, like, that's, that's impossible. We lost two very good safeties that knew the system that was in the program for a while. You know, that's we're going to take a hit, regardless of who we draft. And then to follow that up with Marcus May and Tyron Matthew, plus the guys that we drafted, man, I'm just in amazement. I, I, hope, I hope it – look, I don't think either of the – I don't think any DBs on the team have the range that Marcus Williams had, and I think he was great at that. Now, I think they all tackle better than him. I mean, I think Definitely. it's kind of a give and take, right? But um, that's big. So, you know, one thing that I find really stupid, and I say it every year, are draft grades. Yeah. They're dumb. Yeah. Look, if you're a Saints fan, you can dig around the internet, find someone that hated it, get mad, find someone that loved it, feel good about yourself – Every now and then you'll see one pop up on social media years later because it was so bad. Like I think Bleacher Report in 2012 had Seahawks with an F. They said, in fact, they said Bruce Irvin was a reach. They could have got him late. Bobby Wagner was a waste of a second-round pick. Wow. And in the third round, this this is after the draft that year, they said that drafting Russell Wilson in the third round was, and I quote, the worst pick of the entire draft. <laughs> now, wow. when you get it that wrong – it might float on social media years later because that's that's pretty bad. Um, but outside of like being obscenely inaccurate, no one remembers these things. You're right? People get excited about it in the moment. You don't. You can't grade a draft until years later. So you can rip on the Saints for giving up picks, or you can praise them for addressing positions of need and players you think are going to be great. We, we we won't we won't know for a little while. I mean, I'm not I'm not so, trying to burst your bubble because I know you're you're just like on cloud nine right no, now. You're all oh come on, no, you were not. jacked about the draft. I mean, yeah, but you know, <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot going on at the time of the draft because I had I, I moved two TVs to the living room because you know the Pelicans were playing at the same time the draft was going on. Most, I had both of them on were running. Out. So what did the what did the woman in your life think of this? Upset. Very upset. Why? Had. Well, she uh she's doing her internship to get a master's. So she wasn't home at the time. 
Okay, so she wasn't. Then why was she upset? But when she walked in, she was oh. like, are you serious? Because you commandeered the televisions. Yeah, she was like, are you serious right now? Like, is this that important? Yes, it is that important. <laughs> yeah, pull up a chair, honey. <laughs> Come on. This is, listen, we might have lost because she wasn't available All to right. watch. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't start throwing her under the bus. Hey, again. that might be why we lost, Scott. That might be why we lost, man. I, I didn't look into that, but, you know. I, I Listen, and I, I have to say this. I, I literally... Almost shed a tear after I seen Willie Green. I had to hide it, you know. I had to hide it because you know I had to be the man of the house. But I was like, oh my gosh, like seeing him emotional. What a it's it's a rare moment when a team season ends and it's a mix of disappointment and excitement's not the right word, appreciation and hope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that only happens when you're a team in sports that overcomes. Um, rather surpasses expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, look, if you had said before the season, without any information, they're going to be an eight seed and lose in the first round, and they're going to finish the regular season, you know, ten games under five hundred. You'd be like, "Well, that's that's bad." Yeah. But that's not how it works. Right. You follow the whole story, the journey. Where you're not going to have Zion, they're going to start one and twelve, three and sixteen. They're going to connect with the fan base in a way they never have in twenty years in the city. Willie Green's going to be the great hire. Brandon Ingram is going to ball out in the playoffs. They're going to make a trade for C.J. McCollum. Valanciunas is going to be second in the NBA in double-doubles. And they're going to give the one seed a run for their money. And they're going to win two play-in games. And they're going to own the Lakers pick and basically knock them out of the postseason and make them cry and all that stuff. Then it's like... Actually, that that sounds pretty pretty great. So it, it leads you to that moment last week where... You know, they're at home, they're disappointed, season ended, and yet they're excited about what's next. And that's a that's a good place to be. The truth is, there's going to be a ton of excitement next year, James, as you know. A lot of expectations. It's not going to be like that next year. It might be better, especially yeah. if they win, yeah. but losing in the first round as an eight seed, that ain't going to cut it next year. So it, yeah. the, the expectation level going in, the feeling's going to be different. When you have a feeling of like, you're rooting for a team and they're playing with house money and they're playing yeah. well and they're likable. It's it's not as enjoyable as a championship by any means, but it's it's pretty dang fun. Do you, do you believe? Because I seen someone on Twitter say this. Do you believe that if they would have played anybody else besides the Suns, they maybe would have advanced to the second round? I I have no idea. I mean, I really don't know. I know that when they played Memphis this year, they got trounced. Yeah, definitely. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. For um, sure. You know, I, I don't know about Golden State. And, and they got to play Phoenix, and Devin Booker did miss some of the games. I mean, it. I anybody else, sure, give me some of the eight, seven and eight seeds in the well, East. Like, you know, or like Utah. Oh, like yeah, but Dallas. Utah, but Utah and De- maybe, but they're, you know, they're a four and five seed. They're, they're better. Yeah. You know, maybe. But that's, they weren't in that. You know, they, had yeah. to, they had to go in. They had to play their way in. And really, they they only played one playoff series, but it felt like they played – a lot of playoffs because they were Definitely. in playoff mode for yeah. a long time. So what's what's the off season in your mind got to be? What's what's it got to be like, man? And and the thing is like so. Once the game ended, I immediately like thought to myself. It was a little concern on my part because I was wondering, man, does Zion come in and mess this up? You know what I'm saying? Because I know he takes. Jackson Hayes is basically playing his position. I got no issues if they trade Jackson Hayes this offseason. My sister thinks the same thing. She thinks that's coming. It have a number of reasons why, but go ahead. But um, And I get that, 
But it's like I, I hope that my only concern is that it doesn't get too much of like this is my team and then he's fighting with Brandon Ingram. Like this is, you know, because it, Zion being in is definitely going to take away from B.I. We only have so many. I mean, his his points a little bit, but. I just well, hope you, the you, egos aren't as big to where yeah. they, they can share it and, and, and Did it this work. team this past season feel like an ego-driven team? No, not at all. The opposite. Right. Um, I'm glad Zion got to be with the team down the stretch, mm-hmm. be a, be in the locker room, be a part of it. Jackson Hayes was unplayable times in the playoffs. He's due for a rookie extension. They're not going to give him that. Do you play him for one more year on a rookie deal and let him hit free agency, or do you trade him knowing that with Zion on the mix, you're not going to have a lot of minutes for him. And right. you're probably – you're already if, – if you give Zion an extension, you're already in the the luxury tax threshold. I'm not saying Miss Benson wouldn't pay it. I'm saying she ain't paying it for a team that's not going to be really good. Right. Um, and I don't know how long – and my guess is they're probably going to try not to do that. So add Zion to the mix, add a piece here or there. You don't have to do a ton. The team is growing. They did it, you know, organically in a lot of ways. And if you looked at a team that's up and coming, a young up and coming team, and said, "We're gonna add an all star to that team," well, they are in Zion. And and I I get fit. They'll figure all that out. I mean, it took CJ and Brandon what seven games to figure out fit because right. it wasn't great right away. But once they figured it out, it was pretty good. Right. You know what I mean? And so. Add a player of Zion's caliber. Let's not forget what he did last year. And of course, the biggest elephant in the room, James, is can can the cat stay healthy? Can he? Yeah, but I get all of that. But I'm just more concerned with the ego side of it. That's because you're an egotistical guy. I know you just I'm think not. Like no, that. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, just. I'm, I'm trying to like. I, I just. I'm worried about that man because I don't know too too much. I mean, we know how Brandon Ingram's ego is. He's kind of a guy that's like all for team. You know, we hit that game when it's shot. This is my city. You know, I love that. I have yet to see that from Zion. So I hope if B.I. goes for 35 and 10 or something and Zion has, what, 20, that he's not upset about that. I, I If they're winning, I don't think anybody gets upset. I hope not, man. Look, I hope not. If Zion signs an extension, they're both getting paid. They both have huge contracts. They say it's all about winning. I mean, what am I missing here? You know what I randomly thought about? This is random, but you know what I randomly thought about today? Please tell me. When Anthony Davis wore the Marcus Cousins All-Star Game jersey in the in the All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. That was his boy. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what was all that for? Like, what what did we get? What did, what did he gain from that? What did we gain from that? Well, what? What's, you're making it about you. I mean, his his friend and teammate was hurt. He was just honoring him. Nah, man. Why? Why you? Why you see? Ad has got. He's written space in your head there, James. No, he's not. You, yes, you, no, he's not. you bring him up like every time you're in here. I like just, I'd write him a ticket. I would. See, definitely. See, this wouldn't even. Be you know a what question. I thought? You, I love it. You're like, you know what I thought about randomly? You literally just said you were thinking about him randomly. I just and thought you about were that, upset that about it, and now you're like, no, nah, he's not in my head at all. I just thought about that, and I was trying to figure out like, what was that for? Just for, was, if that's your boy, why he? Why isn't he on the Lakers? If that's his boy. Well, I mean, he's not part of Clutch. I'm, Marcus probably would rather be. He was on the Lakers briefly last year, and then he got cut. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. He got cut. I, I he, he couldn't, he couldn't about, stick on the team last year. Because I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about, like, the trade, Buddy Hill for him. And I remember thinking at the time, because I remember where I was when that trade happened, and I remember thinking to myself, 
we are going to get to shut in the state because of this trade. Somehow, some way, I just knew it was coming. And I just I, I thought about that, and I thought about the Jersey situation, and I was like, man. And then I thought about, like, what does he think about this New Orleans team now? Like, what does he think about, like, seeing the city come out and embrace the team? DeMarcus, in his short stint, I, I, I was excited about the trade. And it happened the same night AD was the NBA All-Star Game MVP. And it was in New Orleans. I mean, that was one of those moments. It's not like the Pelicans slash Hornets have had a lot in their history where the excitement was high. And, and Boogie, in his time in New Orleans, was he connected. The truth is, he did connect with the fans more than AD did, and AD was there a lot longer. But then the injury the next season, and then they don't resign him, and then AD wants out, and it all goes away quick. And it the that's the thing about this franchise. They've had pockets of success that were brief, never able to sustain it. What they did this year feels sustainable. And that's I think that's where that excitement is. And there's a connection there with the fan base from – the team, not just Ingram or Willie Green, Alvarado and Herb Jones and, and all that. You know, it's it's exciting times, and yet you got to wait till next October. And in the meantime, try to enjoy some uh, some NBA playoffs. Are you you watching the playoffs still, or are you one of those people that are like, man, I, I'm too I'm too hurt. I'm too hurt. Scott, you know me, man. But what about? I mean, will you at least you can watch the finals, right? Too, uh, I guess you just bro. need I'm some. Hurt. You just need some time. Away. I need some time. I need, I need some, time. some time. I need some time. I, I'm definitely hurt. One hundred percent. Like I'm definitely hurt. Like I said, I had to hide. I had to hide those tears, man. Because when I seen Willie Green, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Why? Why hide him? Just let him out, James. Man, you about to cry right now? Because I just know that it was gonna seem like I take this way too personal, which I do. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to make that point. Like I didn't want to prove that point. I just wanted to like just. I had to like kind of walk outside for a second. I got to take out the trash, you know, type of thing. But man, when I seen him, I was like, oh man, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I can tell you this, as far as the playoffs that you're not paying attention to goes, uh, the Sixers, no Joel Embiid, no Bueno. They are not good. They are not good without Mister Embiid. James Harden. Cool, great. What's he doing? The heater. Um, Celtics and Bucks seem to have a series for some reason. They played, geez, Tuesday, and they're not playing again until Saturday. Uh, there's some things. Oh, in Memphis, Golden State, you talk about that's going to be a feisty series. series. Yeah. So it's tied one to one, and there are ejections and hurt players and teams that are. Uh, I don't know, man. Just the intensity of the playoff when you play a team in a best of seven, and it's competitive, the animosity just gets turned up yeah, so much. And it's like... It I agree just, with that. There's this familiarity, and there's this night to night. It's one thing to get annoyed by Jay Crowder a few times a year. When the stakes are higher and he's doing what he does well, which really ticks you off if you're yeah. not a fan of the team he plays for, and same for Chris Paul, and I'm sure same for, you know, honestly... Uh, let me tell you something. C.D. Deuce, he didn't have fans outside of New Orleans. Uh, definitely not. Saints fans and everyone else can't stand him. Like, but in a series where you just see him multiple times, man, I, I love it. Like, dial up the intensity. Dial up yeah. the animosity. Oh, my God, is somebody about to get a hard foul? Is it going to be an ejection? Just bring it, man. I'm all about it. I thought Jay Crowder was better than what he actually – I thought this guy was like a three-point sniper. Nah. All defensive player. Like, I, He's I a kinda, fake tough guy. I was kind of disappointed. He's a fake tough guy. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Now, some know. guys will flop and still still get dirty with it, like Draymond or something. You know, like yeah. they'll still 
Jay doesn't he doesn't want the smoke. What about Chris Paul though, man? Shout out to him for for still giving love to the city though. I appreciate that. God, dude. Fourteen for fourteen. Hate to man. play him. Hate to play him. Yeah, man. That El- Al- you Alvarado got under his skin so much because one, you could just see it on his face. You could see him getting mad. Two, mm-hmm. Jose, who said when he was young, growing up in Brooklyn, he named a number of players he liked watching, and he said when Chris Paul's in New Orleans, I love because he was he was shorter than the other guys, and he didn't back down from anyone. So here he is in a playoff series, and after I guess it was game two, maybe. I think it was either game two or game four. He's like, but he 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 knows who I am. He knows right. My name. I, I love that. And then I love that when Phoenix eliminates New Orleans, Chris Paul gets asked about it. He's like, who's that? I don't know. What's his uh? I don't know. Alvarado, whatever his name is. I'm not sure. Like he's putting it out there, acting like he doesn't yeah. know his name. Throws in a little insult in his name, yeah. and then says he doesn't pay him any. That's when you know. Oh yeah, he he got him, yeah. and he he got him. With that, what should have been an offensive foul late, right in the face, yeah. he kicked him in the nuts. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul, man, him. It, it hurts to watch him do that. Huh? Him, him, a lot like John Stockton in that. Now Stockton wasn't the scorer. I'm not saying he. I think Chris Paul is actually a better point guard, even though Stockton's one of the all time greats. Two guys that, in terms of just the purpose of a point guard, yeah. not a score first point guard, right, right. And just being so damn dirty, like yeah. they're the they they they're gonna probably be one and two and assists when all said and done. But God, they're just so dirty, yeah, man. man. Yeah, so he, dirty. I, I couldn't even be mad. It, he, listen, I, I do, I do like Chris Paul, and I appreciate the love that he showed the city. For that, I wouldn't mind him going and winning the championship. I get the dirty because we, I mean. I get that. I'm not upset with that. You, still, you don't like it when it's against your team. I, I mean, hated it. I mean, come on. But you know how I feel about Monty Williams, too. And I, I, I love Chris Paul, too. Yeah, Great I, guy. And I wouldn't mind seeing them winning, winning the championship. Well, it's, this is probably it for Chris, honestly. Like, his age, this team, as the one seed, if they don't get it now, he's he's probably not it's getting that ring. Yeah. I mean, they were up 2-0 last year, and they didn't get yeah. it. The clock is ticking, man. This is it. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. That is James Butler, former Raging Cajun wide receiver, now a state trooper, former NFL wide receiver. Excuse me. Let me add. A couple of Cajuns sign undrafted free agent deals. What's the journey going to be like for them? Got two of them coming up on the show tomorrow. I'll tell you about that. And some stories. From the job with James Butler. Maybe next time we'll try calling your mom. What do you say? Yeah, that's cool. Because she's. I just want to get her on the show. She definitely would have been upset. I just. (laughs) (laughs) If I would have just randomly called, she definitely would have been upset. Hey, mom, you're on the radio. What's up? Yeah, she would have. And after, I would have got a nasty phone call (laughs) afterwards. Tell you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Great Scott Show on a Thursday morning. ESPN Live. You had the best ticket in sports.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Does pop the balloon mean something else? Pop your balloon? Other than like it's obvious. Yeah, like what does that mean? Is it? Why don't you look it up on Urban Dictionary and read it for our audience? Okay. Give me one second. It's not. It's not like it's not dirty or bad. Does that mean turn like? No. No. It's like when you burst someone's bubble or something, right? Yeah, here it is, right here. Yeah. Well, there might be some words you can't read. I, yeah, I hate to pop your balloon, but okay, I guess it's like bursting your bubble. Yeah. Showing that the assertion is not true. It's also you can also use it like, um. I don't know. It's it's slang for a number of things. Like it doesn't just have to be like hate to burst your bubble. Let me let me give you some truth. It, it can also be like uh You know, it, it it could be like in sports it would be like if a team is a favorite and boastful and showing off all the time and you know, a team comes in and just bam, pop your balloon, right? Yep. Just bust you. Oh, oh, you thought you had it all. Oh, let me yep. I got I got some news for you. You ain't got Yep. That's all. Yeah. Nothing Nothing too over the top with it, but no, I like that jam. It's, I don't know. It's a good workout jam. There you go. I, I Yeah, it, it kind of, it's got like that Mediterranean kind of beat in the yeah. background. And I, I, I mean, you can guess the artist, I'm sure. You know, yeah. You mess it sure. up this time, right? Yeah, I'm not going to mess it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But you know what, though? I, I want to say this. I definitely need to be invited to Terrible Tune Tuesdays. I, I definitely want to be a part of you're, that. You're invited. I want to be a part of that. You're invited. Because. Dude, you you're invited. Anytime you want to come in, just come on. Who played a little Dicky song? Was that you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the look on Jay Walker's face was was worth it all. I I just think he doesn't understand. I think that's what. what I mean, I'm not saying the song was good, but I just. Think, oh my god. <laughs> I think he's an understatement. Understand. But shout out to the show Dave though. It's actually pretty good. Very funny. I like it. So shout out to Dave. I don't know that show. It's a little Dicky show. Okay. Produced by Kevin Hart. I just I need to get paid because I definitely just do that. Yeah, out you're just throwing out these endorsements for free left yeah, and right. So I, I mean, what's the deal, man? I need my residuals from that. That is uh that is James Butler, former NFL wide receiver. Uh so Levi Lewis on the show tomorrow. He's a UDFA. Uh Taylor Humphrey. Big sauce. I was, I was very surprised he didn't get a UDFA was, deal. Yeah. Um, my guess is, and and I'll ask him about it tomorrow. He is going to Steelers minicamp, so he is going into mm-hmm. a camp. He's going to try to make some noise. It's probably a medical thing. They probably were like, yeah. well, you know, medical red flags. Is he healthy? Is it this? Is it that? Let me tell you something. That that guy has worked so hard. And I think as far as a nose tackle go, I mean, against the run, run stopper, he is, I mean, he's a beast. He's a big yeah. dude. He's strong as hell. I'm rooting for him. But having been a guy, we, we've talked about your story a little bit of trying to break into the league as somebody that's not on a team's radar, that's just kind of a camp body. I mean, you were in Packers camp. You were catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. You, you were signed as a UDFA. You weren't able to make the 53, but – how difficult is it from your standpoint being a guy that's that's been there before? Honestly, I think it depends on what team you go to. If you go to a team that that is open about giving um free agent guys a shot, 
It's open about playing those guys, open about giving you a chance to make those teams, like teams that you see, oh, this guy wasn't drafted, and you see the like team like the Saints, so to speak, that you know are gonna get that they're gonna give you a legit shot to make it. Then you go in there, you ball out, you have an opportunity. But then I know like Daryl Surgeon's situation, which was so messed up. He was in Kansas City with the huh? Chiefs. They purposely don't play him in any preseason games. And then but then bring him back to be on a practice squad, which lets me know that he's balling out in practice, but purposely doesn't play him in any preseason games because they don't want anyone else to pick him up. So when it, so when someone during the season gets hurt and they have to cut him to fill in that 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 gap, I just feel like that's a messed up situation. So you could go in a situation like that where a team really is not really giving you a chance, doesn't have your best interest at heart. You could go to a team like the Packers who gave me a legit chance, a team like the Saints, a team like Seattle, teams that you know that is going to give the bad guys a legit chance, you know. But if you go to a team where, like I'm, I was talking to Quavo about it, a team like the Cowboys who really – don't even look at the, <laughs> you know, don't even look at the free agent guys. It's all about the draft picks, then there you go. But that's why you got to be smart. If I could go back and give anybody advice or if I could go back myself, that's why you got to look at what's the best fit instead of who who's offering you the most money, you know. Farad Gardner's uh, heading to Washington. I, I talked to him on the show yesterday. And, you know, I, the, the guys seem to have the right mindset. It's just – Make your reps count and do something to stand out in a big way. Because even if you, I, I I hear what you're saying, James. I also feel like no matter how much a team is objectively saying we're open to anything, there's still a number attached to everyone. Like definitely, you're you're, you're going as a coach. You're going to be paying more attention to a guy you drafted in round four than a UDFA now. That's not to say they can't change your mind, but going in, you're already just you're behind the eight ball. So oh, definitely, you you can do everything right, and still just see ya. Definitely, thanks for coming in. You know, here are your papers. It's like but, you, but you, you just can't want just the look. you can't just be good. You have to be great. Yeah, but you just want the look, though. Sometimes you don't even get the look. You could be balling out, doing everything right, but to them, you're just a camp body. So right. it doesn't matter what you do. You're still getting cut at the end of the day. A lot of times it's just about the opportunity and getting the look, you know, like, man, this guy's balling out. Let's see what he could do against the starting defense and let's give him a legit shot. Sometimes it's – and I didn't realize that once I was into it, but it's all about those opportunities, man, just just having a legit opportunity. To have a coach see that you're doing a great job and seeing that you're, you know, producing and actually giving you opportunity to make game for yourself. James that Butler, doesn't always happen. Our guest, ESPN Lafayette, uh, recording this a little earlier as James has to has to be uh, maybe around a state borderline early this morning. Probably yep. already there by the time uh, you know you're hearing our voices right now. All right, I, I talked to you off the air from time to time about about the job. Right. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened on the job? There's got to be t- like wait, let me let me let me preface it with this. When I have dealt with law enforcement, whether it be for help, whether it be because I was speeding, whether it be 
because for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but there's just, hey, how are you? How you doing today, sir? Right? Mm-hmm. I find that in my experience, very stoic, not much response. I don't blame them. I get it. You guys see stuff that I can't imagine, and you, I imagine you have to be on your toes. But there's got to be some times where you legit just yeah. can't keep it together and you start laughing. I mean, is, is there a moment where on the job you're like, I, I, you just, you, you don't just crack a smile, you just start cracking up? Yeah. Um, there was one situation. This this isn't my situation, but uh, one of my best friends told me this story. <laughs> when he told me, I just, I was crying because. One of your best friends on? On the job. Yeah, I, I graduated the academy with him. And we, we talk, because we're on the same shift, so we talk all the time. And he was telling me one time, a guy, um, drunk driver, he got out of the car with a goat, <laughs> like literally got out of a car holding a goat, holding a goat, and he was so drunk that he was adamant about telling my friend to take care of his donkey. <laughs> his donkey, <laughs> yes. Like he was like, man, look, I know I'm going to jail. Just take care of my donkey. And like, it was a goat. It was a goat the entire time. And I, when he what told me the to story, goat? I don't know. I think, well, because I, I had a situation um, last night where someone got in a crash on I-49, vehicle turned, flipped over. There was dogs in the vehicle, but the dogs didn't come out until the, the record driver turned the car back over. So you got to call animal control, get them to come out. But... I ended up just taking it. It was a little small, friendly dog. I ended up taking it and bringing it to the hospital at uh, Lafayette General because that's where the patients were. Uh, they were fine, you know, not, but I, I just took nice the dog to the uh, thing. But you got to call animal control for situations like that. If it's a little dog and you want to go the extra mile, you're James Butler. If it's a goat, you, you have call to call animal control. control. You have to call <laughs> if it's control. a goat that has the name Donkey, <laughs> maybe he just named his Probably. goat Donkey. Maybe. That's that's that might be all it was. That might be, you know, that which will be. confuse a lot of people, man. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure you got plenty of stories, and we'll continue to. And there's probably some things you can't say, and there's probably some things I shouldn't ask, so I won't. But um, no, nah, I mean, it, it's all uh, everything's pretty much documented. Um, really? So I remember you're like watching a a game in the car on the job on the phone like that's documented or uh no nah, that's not I mean I don't know. You don't do that though. I, ever. I, no, I don't do that. Um no. but no nah, man you like, can't you got you got you can't listen dude, trust to me, trust me. the great Scott show podcast on the job. That's awful. No, I could do that. I could do that. Okay. Right. But no man, honestly, like you joking, but like you literally don't have time to do that. Like it's we're so short and like like You're I said, covering a ton of parishes. A ton of parishes. And I think, like, I'm working in St. Landry Evangeline, and those two parishes are just so big in itself, and it takes an hour to get from crash to crash, and it's only me and one other guy, and if he's not there, it's only me. So it's like you really don't have time to do any of those things. That's why, I like, when the Saints play on Sunday I'm ups- and I'm working, I'm upset yeah. because I know I-, I can't sit and listen to the game because – Why don't it- you just record it and just try to not – it's not you the same. Can't, you can't. No, I know it's not, but it's you not can't just same. attempt to avoid it. Nah, I don't know. Or you just I, have to be in the. I, I have to try to listen, man, because I, I need to know what's going on. But it, it's so busy, and there's so much to do that it's like you're constantly moving, constantly. James Butler, our guest, ESPN Life. He had the best ticket in sports. You want to uh, hear about a, a, a like a scary situation that I had? Sure. Yes. Yes. So this happened. Maybe. Well, I, I'm not going to say scary. 
I'm not going to say scary, but I remember uh, this happened maybe like two and a half years ago, maybe. Uh, this was when I was working in New Iberia. Um, it was day shift, so it was maybe around like 3.30. So it was time to go home. I'm like, man, let me just finish up on this last minute paperwork. I'm going to finish up on the last minute paperwork. I'm going to go home, relax. Little and, did you know. And um, I want to say Lafayette. Sheriff's office was behind a vehicle and the guy was wanted for murder or something like that. And they were they was behind him and they needed our assistance to pull him over. And so this happened in Lafayette around the airport. They get behind him, a trooper gets behind him, and they're off. The guy's running. I'm On all the foot way. Or he's driving? In, in, the, in the car. I'm all the way in New Iberia. I'm like, Okay, you know I, I'm listening. I'm alert, but from what I'm hearing, yeah, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, they're going, you know, they're going west. They're not headed east towards me. They're going west. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm listening. I'm trying to make sure everyone's okay. And then so one of the troopers get on the radio and says, "Oh, he's uh, headed east towards New Iberia." So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, man, here we go." So at that point, you got to set up the spikes. Yeah, you know, to to stop this vehicle because he's going on forty nine. No, no, he's on ninety. Ninety, like going well, towards forty nine. Yeah, same right. thing, same yeah. thing. And he's so he's like, oh, he's turning around and going east, headed to New Iberia. I'm like, thanks, man. Like I appreciate it. you know. So you got to get the spikes and you know do the procedure or whatever. And I set up the spikes and I'm kind of hiding in the bushes because you don't want him to see you. And so. Um, my supervisor at the time, he has a charger. And um, seeing like the traffic, because you see him from a distance coming. So I couldn't tell which vehicle was his until I seen that charger coming up on the overpass. My supervisor was flying, man, like like behind him. And so basically came through. I spiked him and uh, we got him, man. It was pretty cool. It was so pretty you, cool. So he, his tires getting in. Yeah. You guys have to. Pull up on him and it's, yep, get him and, out. And he and he abided. Yep. Well, I didn't see the actual apprehension part of it okay. because I was all You're the way the back bushes. at. Yeah, I was all the <laughs> way in the back, like with the with the spikes. Got to pick the, the spikes bushes. up. You 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 were in charge of spikes. Hey, it worked. Did that? Picked the spikes up. Went. By the time I got to them, they were they already had them in the car and everything. You were you were seeing. But, you saw some action. Yeah, man. It was that was like. And listen, it, it was a point, I'm going to be honest, like, it was a point where, like, your adrenaline and you're so anxious that you start to move, like, a little bit too fast. And I literally had to tell myself, like, seriously, I had to tell myself, listen, calm down. Like you, you did with you your first in, game ever yeah, like they I, told you to check yeah. in. <laughs> Whenever they're like, Butler, <laughs> check in. And seriously, then they you the pass. Seriously, seriously. I literally had to tell myself, hey, calm down. Like, you've been in high-pressure situations before. Let's 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 relax. And so I had to kind of calm up because you know when you hear he's coming, it's like your adrenaline, your heart is pounding. You're like, oh man, here we go. Let's get it. That's James Butler um, wrapping it up for those that are joining us a little bit later. Guy you grew up with, used to play little league with Tyron Matthew, said that uh, New Orleans Saints is quote the place I've always wanted to be. And I think the most people around me, they wanted that too. 
from there, it was just about everything coming together, aligning, but I've kind of been manifesting this for a while now just to have this opportunity means a lot to me. Um, in terms of homecomings, they've had some good players play with the Saints that, that had some local ties. But if he stays healthy and things go right, this is that it's his spot. It's his spot definitely, to lose. Definitely. Unless unless things go bad, which he can never, you know, I, I knock on wood. I hope it doesn't. But assuming he plays the way they're anticipating, it's going to be. I mean, <laughs> Saints fans crashed the server where they started selling his jersey. Didn't even yeah. have a jersey number yet. They yeah. crashed the server. Yeah. Which he quote tweeted as, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. I mean, it's like, hopefully this works out. It, the, it would be so disappointing if this thing doesn't work out because yeah. it feels like the stars have aligned here. And it's amazing for me to see, honestly, like uh, just from my standpoint, being from where we're from and just knowing him when we were younger and just watching him and following his career. Um, seen him a couple times when he was at LSU, talked to him. Um it's just amazing to see, and I'm I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him, and I think it is going to go well, man. I think Tyron is in a different space now. I think, you know, he he understands what this means, and he's ready to go. And yeah, I, I'm excited. As he said, look, 10, 11 years ago, when I was twenty year old kid, it was important for me to remove myself from certain things, certain environments, so I could work on myself and get myself to a certain point where I can come back home and be responsible, be the person I know I can be been a great process so this wouldn't have worked years ago right this is the time uh as he said and i think anyone that knows his story would uh would agree that's james butler we're gonna let him run he's got he's got work to do man good man helping the uh helping the community as a state tr- i hope you don't have to set up any spikes today although listen, i don't know man that sounded kind of cool you know? listen hold on let me knock on wood you never want to get hopefully everyone just complies and it's cool that's don't run. For. Don't don't run. Yeah. You right? Know. Shout Just. out. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But can I give a couple of shout outs? Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> I know your face when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my boy James Winston, man. You know. It it's 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 what? you think you- <laughs> it's your it's your ship, man. It's your ship. Let's go. Shout out to Tyron. You know, New Orleans East representative, man. Stand up. Ain't a, ain't a good place to, you know, grow up sometimes, Scott. I'll take you there with me, man. You know, I'm I've good been, down there, I've Scott. Been, I've been in New Orleans East. Nah, man. I'm talking about in the trenches. Maybe not there. I, I have been let, to East. Let's go. Dude, I, so a friend of mine, gosh, now we're, now we're getting real off track. One of my best friends, he grew up out there and he got abducted one day. <laughs> Bro, that's no way. I swear You're to not God. Serious, no, I man. swear to God, he got abducted. It was one of the scarier no, moments. Dude, I Bro, swear to God. Ser- no, you're not serious about Guy that. pulled up. Just he was that, leaving no, his neighborhood. The way that you said that just now makes that so <laughs> It's so true. unbelievable. It's that's, true. That's not real. Scott, I swear I'm really, to God. I'm getting out of here, man. That's not real. I swear Why I, did you say it like that? Because it happened. It happened. All right, let's let's hear this story, man. Go ahead, I'm listening. It was. It's really not. Nothing's great about it. It's he, not. But the way you he, said it. So my friend, this was back in college. He his he literally grew up in New Orleans East. Went to school out there. Went to UNO. No, no, went to high school out oh, okay. there. Okay. Um, way out in New Orleans East, like you know, before you start getting in the long roads to Slidell and all that. And I forget the name of the. It was Mishu. Like, no, it was like a. 
Christian school that wasn't too too like one A maybe or in the East. Yeah. Oh yeah. New Orleans East. One of those mega churches out there. Like yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't. I guess they had a school attached. I don't. I don't remember the name of it. He was leaving his neighborhood, and a guy just pulled up and um, not pulled up. A guy just walked up. And was like, hey man, I need directions. Didn't he didn't have his doors locked? Then he's like, yeah, what do you need? And then boom, guy opens the door, closes it, has a gun, and he's like, drive. Made him drive him. Just to Baton Rouge, crosses the Mississippi River Bridge, gets off on an exit, and at this point, my friend's getting nervous. He's like, I this yeah, this might be it. And he uh, he like drops him off. He's like, all right, get out the car. You know, just start walking that way. Started walking, and after a while, he's like, "All right, I guess I guess he's not following me." He went and made a call, and that was it. So I take it the guy he took the me. car. Yeah, yeah. He called me. I remember I was like, "Dude, where you been today?" And he was like, <laughs> "Well, it's a crazy story, <laughs> bro, Scott." No, bro, Scott, that happened. Listen, that happened legit friend, in New Orleans East. I, I mean, listen, you said, Scott, I hope that your friend is listening to the way you orchestrated this entire story. It's not That is funny. so insensitive of you, bro. Like, just the way that you, like, said this whole thing. <laughs> why is it insensitive? It's, it's hilarious. I, why, like, it, why do you think it's funny for someone the, to get abducted? It's not funny, but it's the way you set it up. <laughs> the way you set it up that was happened. messed up, man. Like, there was no, it was no You're seriousness right. in I your voice. No, <laughs> <laughs> no seriousness. You was just like, yeah, my well, friend got a duck. Just, man, you no. were talking about, like, no, you know, man. I'll take you to New Orleans East. And, no, and then man. you made, you said in the trenches, and it made me think of that. <laughs> this would have been like 03, maybe, when it happened, 04. Man, no. That's, I hope he's listening. He uh, lives, he, he's, he, he moved away for a while. He actually lives back, he lives in Metairie now, so he's back in New Orleans. Shout out to the East, man. You know, I love my people out there. You know. You know. I love. Uh, <laughs> Scott, man. What? Stop. What? Stop, man. What? I love my people out there, man. All right. That is James Butler. He's got a new Twitter handle. Give it to him. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> All Shout right. out to Maddie. Uh, that's right. Maddie, Maddie Hudak's coming up next. She's going to be upset James isn't on. No, she's not. Maddie Nick, doesn't Are you kidding? She, she only comes on when you and I are on together. Mm, At Jimmy B. 1183. Yep, because you made me change it. I appreciate it. Good. That. You should, let's get the follower count up. Jimmy B1183. Give him a follow. Hold on. I got to get one more shout out, though. Oh, Real quick. Is- no, no, no. I got to get one more shout out. Shout out to. Hold on. Give me one second. Austin Ladd. That's who it is. Shout out to Austin Ladd. Yeah, he listens. Yeah, because he, he, definitely, he definitely interacts with me on Twitter. And I appreciate that. Right. So interact with James and get shout out. Get a shout out. Get a shout out. Get a shout out. Don't get abducted. <laughs> Coming Man, up next. Up. I hope this dude is Maddie Hudak. We're going to visit with Maddie right when James leaves. Maddie is uh, all over the place. Sideline reporter for Tulane, writer for the Saints Wire, fill in at ESPN Radio in New Orleans. Uh, she is uh, a student from the Scouting Academy, so she watches comes to football, does color commentary on Varsity Sports Now. She does all that? All that. Wow. She's a chameleon in the uh, sports media world. She's really the GOAT. She's on next. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Get together, report, no, I can ride. Yeah.